Hello and welcome to Under the Skin from Luminary. This is a free segment of our podcast in which I had a conversation with... Who did I have a conversation with, Jen? Tom Kerridge. This conversation with Tom, Michelin-starred chef, who's got a new book out this year called Outdoor Cooking. Uh, Tom, who's my friend, also during the pandemic founded Meals for Marlowe, a service to provide meals to help frontline and key workers. They did 100,000 meals. Um, I uh, We will do this, we'll give you a free bit of this conversation with Tom Kerridge, who's a brilliant person. Really, it's, a, it's talking about how to make it in this world and how to how you can make a success of your life. And then actually how Tom, it unfolded quite organically, really, that he wasn't a wildly ambitious man, but that he's, well, he is ambitious, actually, but he wasn't, like, he was, wasn't ruthlessly pursuing fame and glory and money, but sort of through his uh, dedication to his passion of cooking, he became a successful person. I think it's a great episode for anybody who's interested in realising their dreams. Um, so let's have a little listen to this segment where we talk about his work, his philanthropic work there, making those meals for folk in uh, the posh town of Marla. And we talk about Marcus Rash- Rashford. We talk about how the Marcus Rashford thing came about. He's Marcus Rashford's in England, the Man United footballer, for those of you overseas who don't know who he is. And um, yeah, this is, I, I think it's, there's some talk about social media. There's some talk about conscientiousness. It's a lovely bit of a chat. Now that Under the Skin is on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review there. It really helps us, and I will read out good ones. Please only do five stars and do multiple five stars from various different accounts so that eventually we've got thousands and thousands of five-star reviews. That is the aim and the end point that we're getting towards. Trying to achieve equality with the annihilation of category is not a successful route. Yes, that's, that's, that's exactly right. We're in this era where it turns out we were never the boss. It doesn't look like an ideology. What's beneath the surface of people we admire, of the ideas that define our time, the history we are told? Welcome to Russell Brand Under the Skin. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that um, what you're doing there with the frontline workers, that's powerful. And the, the Marcus Rashford stuff, it's brilliant. How did you, how did you, um, how did that come about, mate? I know you're a Manchester United fan and stuff. How did it come about? Like, yes. most people will be aware of Marcus Rashford talking about kids in poverty and kids not getting enough food and stuff like that. How did you help turn uh, turn the attention to practical solutions around that? Well, we so I, I'm part of the National Food Strategy, which is um, kind of like a great big strategy that's being written. This part one and part two is supposed to be released later this year, but being written by Henry Dimbleby, who is um, the founder of Leon, and he's been kind of asked by the government. Um, it's not; it's a non-political um, space, but it is a strategy of working out what, how food and the future of food is affecting everything. So it's, it's, it's to build this thing together, no matter who is in power, the understanding of global warming, the understanding of capitalism, the understanding of mass crops, the understanding of, you know, of science, the understanding of technology, the understanding of like fishing, you know, quotas, all just everything to do with food strategy. But that is also to do with how that affects children's eating, where it comes from, obesity, diet, you know, all of those sort of things, and then end users, and then also restaurants and chefs and the industry. So I'm a very small part of it with a tiny little voice, but, you know, you listen to the science and you understand, you know, a one degree climate change in somewhere in America makes a huge difference on the crop yield that affects everything massively. Like it's massive. It's an under, that's a huge thing, but 
being a part of that, then a lot of people that are on that um, uh, the national food strategy or have our voice and opinion or have a, a say or a need and understanding of it, whether it's the big supermarkets or whether it's um, uh, uh, whether it's about homeless or poverty, um, the way that that affects food, are also part of the Marcus Rashford task force. So then we started having a conversation and then um, Marcus, Marcus's background is very similar to mine, you know, a single parent family, mum brought up two kids. So we actually connected quite quickly very quickly actually and and got on very very well and just have that the the understanding of the need for um uh, encouraging people to learn to cook you know it's a skill set that many adults don't have now particularly young adults that almost generations have missed you know the understanding you know buying a takeaway burger is is sometimes cheaper than buying fresh ingredients and cooking it yourself and you just go okay the the balance of that is sat wrong and how do we how do we readdress that and we've got to readdress that by actually having the skill set and the energy and the effort to have a go at cooking but also some of these people only have one pan you know they're they're, they're you know they're, they might only have a kettle they might be living in temporary accommodation so it's trying to build a load of recipes that people with very very basic equipment or basic food knowledge can have a go at cooking at and you know marcus was the first to admit it was the first time he peeled a carrot you know he, marcus left home he joined man united when he was six he left home when he was 11 to go five days a week at the club and then come home at weekends so it, it wasn't so this is the skill set that he wants to learn as well so and he's we've seen mark we all talk about social media being quite a um it can be quite a poisonous and a nasty place full of horrible little people with really bigoted opinions. But then at the same point, it can be full of magical people like Marcus, who shows how social media can be such a force for good and, you know, turning things around and equality and awareness. And, you know, he and I, I don't know if you've ever met him in your travels or not, um, Russell, but when you do, he's, a bit, he's quite a shy um, uh, 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 quite a quiet young man but then when he engages and he talks and he smiles i i've really not seen anything like it like this this golden light you know in is it pulp fiction where there's the box that you never actually see but every time they open the lid this kind of golden glow comes out of it marcus is like that every time he when he smiles and engages he's, he's absolutely magical he really is he's got the saintly light of god shining out of him like the yeah. box in, in Pulp Fiction. Well, he clearly has because, do you mean, this has been going on for years and years and this 22, 23-year-old kid turns up and just like nails it and deals with it. So, yeah, he's got something, and he? He's clearly got like a very beautiful set of attributes and some real clear principles. It's very, uh, I must say, it's just, yeah, he seems like an extraordinary man. It's, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. He really is. Mm. head screwed on completely moral moral compass completely in the right place you know you know he's a, he, yeah, he's, he's, he's a he's a very a genuinely lovely young man mate how do you when you're dealing with all this sort of like macro stuff like ecology the impact of monoculture on food production global warming like and how that might even play into stuff that i've talked about on this show with a woman called vandana shiva who talks about like some of bill gates's agricultural projects in like india and like the like um patenting of crops and all this kind of stuff how do you sort of deal with that mate when like you've got to like run a business because i was thinking there when you're sort of in one of those think tanks and task force and all of that that a lot of those things sometimes when it comes to it it's like a, the extraction of profit from business and i'm not talking about you know 
like people running businesses and doing all right. I'm talking about giant global technocratic capitalism. Like, like that's causing a lot of this stuff. So what happens when those conversations are happening and does it have a sort of an impact on what you're doing running your thing? Do you sort of think, oh, like say for example with ethically sourced food or something as simple as that or trade local trade i know like, like a lot of stuff i've seen you do you do seem like you're like even though obviously i'm a vegan and that you seem like when dealing with meat you want to get meat from legit places where it ain't too brutal and like all the knives that you use and all that stuff it seems like you're pretty plugged into things being organic and supporting small businesses and stuff i am yeah but i find myself and this is a real awful juxtaposition that i really find myself in because my business, the Hand of Flowers in particular, is a two Michelin star pub restaurant that uses the best produce that we can find, the most ethically sourced, the well looked after, great animal husbandry, fantastic vegetables, amazing, you know, that you connect, really connect on a human level with the person that's looked after the carrots, the person that's grown the crops, the person that's looked after the beef and the cattle and the chickens and really care for this amazing produce and product. But with that, comes an extreme cost and people sometimes go why is you know i can't believe that food is so expensive and i say well you know you have to ask yourself then the question is why is food so cheap it's not why it's so expensive the great food there's a real journey of people and it's people and it's man hours and it's time and it's care and it's husbandry and looking after and it's all of these sort of things that then create this wonderfully beautiful product that the energy that's gone into it is an expense and that makes it very expensive and then you have the time and the effort that the professional staff that we have they you know they're paid properly they're proper staff that are on a career path that are you know and all of this is comes at a huge cost and you go and that's what everybody should be eating and that's you know i find myself that we should be going, we should all be buying these very expensive chickens that are absolutely amazing that have well been looked after and blah 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 however the mass production of crops, the mass production of chickens, the 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 way that um, uh, pork and uh, 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 and uh, 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 vegetables are grown, and it, where where this where there is huge kind of like global push around the world, and you see as as we come out of the EU, uh, out of the EU, that there you know an import of this or an import of that, and all these questions are raised and asked. But then you go, if you're a single mother of, with three kids that lives in a two-bedroom flat in a high-rise in the middle of Birmingham and you can buy a chicken for a pound 50 and you're roasting that chicken and you're doing it with fresh vegetables, all right, they're probably mass-produced with loads of pesticides and whatever else to get them to that point. You got, But you're doing a roast chicken that has vegetables and vitamins. And in my head, I'm going, I can't say that's a bad thing because this person is spending a huge amount of money that is relative to them to create a meal for these kids that they've got and you go like but i'm at the same point at one end of the scale going this is exactly where we should be as a chef and this is what we're looking at in professional world but on the other i can't find myself to criticize too deep now i could criticize somebody who earns half a million pound a year buying a one pound fifty chicken right that isn't right you know you should be buying the the best one that you can afford is probably the best way of looking at it go just buy the best ingredients that you can honestly afford but i, I do find myself in those really difficult positions in that mindset of where my voice 
should be what i should be saying you know you at one point you're at this level as this professional chef of two mission stars that it's all about produce and you know british uh, craftsmanship and blah 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 or this thing this thing the other side of the world where you're going yeah no no no, no. i understand why this person is buying a brazilian chicken you know that's come over here frozen and whatever like i just I, I do find it incredibly i find it a really difficult space to to hold personally it is a bit difficult because like i've got things in my own personal life that are like that when you see what top end gear looks like and you think that is that should be standard that is what standard should be and like what we're sort of told it's not realistic but but the word realistic means these systems have been set up primarily to benefit the people that you know see with the thing with the one quid chickens or whatever that ain't set up for the recipient of the chicken it's set up for the person that's selling the chicken you know like so like that's where the yeah. sort of point of the, the challenging point comes but i mean like it's yeah it's, it's a big big subject i uh, appreciate that now what about mate there are, like i'm vegan and i feel like my vegan people will like if i don't say something don't you ever think about that kind of deal like um you know animals animal welfare that kind of stuff what do you think about that if you're enjoying this conversation please join me over at lumina and apple podcast for the rest of our discussion for all the latest episodes of under the skin.